0: oh hello hey babe
1: how you doing i'm i'm wonderful
0: it's a new day it is I'm sorry. I'm you know I'm still recovering from my cold. So I may cough throughout this. And again, it is not the rona.
1: You know. <laughs> uh, we are a thousand miles apart. So um uh, I feel okay about this. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Whew. I was so worried. Ah. I have a little uh congestion going on and it's because I did that thing that they always tell you not to do. When the weather gets really cold and then it gets really warm, and you're like, I don't need a jacket. And uh, uh, yeah, so all the oh. old wives are frowning at you. Yep. As they tell their tales. <laughs> you think I have learned my lesson by now, in my ripe old age. Tisk. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful Sorry. to be back. Oh, so you really just gonna cough. You just gonna cough the whole time. I'm gonna cough, cough. We're gonna (laughs) cough. Okay. Let's get into our intro.
0: I'm done coughing now.
1: Okay. Welcome back. Wait, don't you usually start us? I do. Oh Um, doing. (laughs) I don't know. I'll take over from here. Welcome (laughs) back to a thousand miles apart. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Takara. And we are 1,000 Miles Apart, a podcast of two best friends who sadly live 1,000 miles away from each other, but we're making do. We are making do, and you are so lucky to be on this journey with us. Yes. Was, that, was that a bit much? Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um, I was trying to think of a journey song, like not the group, but like a song about a journey. Can't think of one.
1: All I can think of is On the Road Again. (laughs) That doesn't really work.
0: (laughs) I was thinking of, um, what is that song from Little Einsteins, but I don't really know the words. We're going on a trip on a something rocket ship. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) not knowing the words is not helpful in this situation.
1: Little Einsteins. I was going to say that other one, Leaving on a Jet Plane. But you know what? Oh. We're we're good on the journey songs.
0: Were you there that night when my cousin was trying to make everyone remember that song? Really? Oh no, I wasn't there. I don't. It was one time when I was home last year. So I guess September because it was before Thanksgiving. Like I, I guess I was by myself in this quote unquote journey. And my older (laughs) cousin was like, Steph, you don't remember that song? I'm leaving on the jet plane. (laughs) And I'm like, no, but when are you leaving my house? What the heck are you singing about? And he just kept... It was bad. He was like bearing all this weight. Yeah, like he's bearing all this weight on my shoulder trying to get me to remember it. And he's like, you know, it was in that one movie. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I went online and looked it up and i was like
1: oh oh is is that the group that died in an airplane crash i have no fucking clue don't
0: oh. give me the no
1: line <laughs> i i think they did I <laughs> ironically die in a an airplane so they crash. legit left us on a jet plane they did they oh. did ouch physically and spiritually Ouch. Well, yeah. I'm just gonna, be I'm nice, gonna, tri- you know, whatever. But
0: you know who else is leaving us on a jet plane? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Transition. <laughs> Forty-five, bitch.
1: Yes. What a wonderful piece of news that is. I, you know like half the country is pretty ecstatic that you know the the circus is leaving town finally yes um maybe maybe half is pushing it because there's i'm sure a nice percentage of people that um you know held their nose and voted for biden because he was not their ideal candidate but the desire to have trump leave was um more important than abstaining from voting which I'm really glad as many people voted that did yes. because we really needed every single vote this time all of them all of them um this whole this election was just like so crazy so wild honestly when they finally called it for Biden you know i I think it was associated press finally they called the race and they announced that biden would be the projected winner he'd be our next president elect um i did not feel like ecstatic i have friends that texted me like oh my god finally you know he's gone And I did not feel like this massive sense of relief. So in 2008, I I was on the phone with you when it was announced that Obama won. Mm -hmm. And I remember actually like tearing up because I'm like, oh my God, this is a, a historic moment. This is so amazing. In 2012, I kind of didn't feel so much apprehension because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Obama has kind of lost some of his flair, but enough people are still rocking with him that he's gonna win. So I wasn't really worried that he would that he would lose, and he won, obviously. Mm. And then, um, twenty sixteen, there was, I know there was just so much garbage out there, and I found myself having to defend of all people like hillary clinton like hillary clinton has been well villainized and demonized and i don't think she deserves all of the really really harsh criticism that she's uh that she's gotten uh if you want to be mad at her for being a politician then fine be mad at her for that but all the mess surrounding her the emails the benghazi stuff it was it was just republicans poisoning the well mm-hmm. and it worked it really really worked and we got the reality show president that to this day i will continue to say he didn't actually want to be president he didn't actually want to be president he was running uh, because it would probably make a great show. Can you imagine how much money he could have made by selling uh, this the whole campaign and then the loss and all that other stuff? It, he would have made buku bucks. And somehow, <laughs> well, not somehow, 26% of registered voters voted for him. And they called themselves the silent majority when that's not exactly true. It's just so many people hated both candidates they decided not to vote and I think these four years have shown people that not voting is not a good option uh I still know people that didn't vote and I decided (laughs) this time around I wasn't going to argue with them uh because people like that you know that are kind of set in stone with how they feel about it it's not up to me to try to convince you especially if you're an adult if you're a teenager this is your first time being eligible to vote I might try to sway you but if you're an adult and you have all the resources at your fingertips to learn about candidates and research information that's out there propaganda what are the real facts and all that other stuff and you choose not to and you choose not to exercise like in my opinion, a very important civic right. Like that's on you. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to convince you of anything. Anyway, I I kind of did just jump into like a big old diatribe. My bad. Um, Biden's gonna be our next president. Um, there's a lot of Republicans out there that say not quite yet. We're not. We're not done yet. What do you think about this whole mess? Listen, when I tell
0: you my TV had been tuned to CNN election night, the day after, the day after, the day after, <laughs> like upstairs and downstairs, that's all our TVs were set to with CNN. <clears throat> Excuse me. To the point where the kids were like, "The numbers aren't moving." Uh, when are they going to call it? <laughs> and I'm like, just be patient, kids. Like this is our first election in our lifetime during a pandemic. It's going to take longer. Because you have a whole lot more people voting by mail or doing um early voting, you know, so the 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 voting system has changed for 2020. It's going to take a lot longer. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, man, the kids are right. The numbers aren't moving. This is taking forever. When I tell you no lie, I watched CNN so much from Tuesday to Saturday morning that when I finally said, let me just give it a break, I completely missed the whole announcement. Joe Biden <laughs> Joe Biden was announced as the president-elect. I totally missed it. Like the hubs had to work. He came in the house and was like, I'm surprised you have the TV off. Didn't you hear? I'm like, what? He's like, Joe Biden is the president-elect. He won. I'm like, wait, the moment I turned the TV off, I missed all that? And no lie to Carver, I just had my phone on YouTube watching old videos and was doing my hair. I didn't pay any attention when it actually happened, but I felt relief that I didn't have to keep watching CNN. I didn't have to keep watching the same, like I felt like they were stretching out the story because, you know, they they had to mm-hmm. find something to fill the time, you know, J- Don Lemon can't do his normal time slot. Uh, Cuomo can't do his normal time slot because all you could talk about is the election. And I, I, I remember seeing everyone on, on the TV in different States out in the streets and telling my husband, it feels like people are celebrating the end of a, um, what's it called? God, I can't think of it now. Dictatorship? Yes. Dictatorship. That's, dictatorship. Yeah. That's how it felt. It felt like people were celebrating the end of a dictatorship. The amount of people I heard say, fuck Trump on CNN, all the crazy signs, the <laughs> the spin on Biden's name to say bye Don, um, you gonna lose your job today' song. I wondered how many people had tweeted um, at Donald Trump to tell him you're fired. Like it was amazing. And then in real life, you have a president who is refusing to concede. Um, a president who decided to go play golf and tweets out that he won the election by a lot. His words, not mine. He won the election by a lot and that pretty much the, the votes that he got, those are the legal votes and the votes that Biden got are illegal. And so here we are wondering what is this really going to look like on January 20th, 2021? Is he going to go peacefully? Or will they really have to drag this dude out of the White House if he's even in there?
1: Um, he is just a mess. <laughs> he is... He's not going no. to change. He's... I, I, I think he's always been an asshole. But when he was trying to... He was a billionaire trying to be a Hollywood person. He was kind of a, a yeah. likable asshole because you know he's in his own lane but but then he stepped foot into politics and gained so much traction with so many people and so quickly and it's like what is this magical spell that he's cast on people um and it was just—it's been a, such a huge mess. And I, like you, I was following closely, but I was not glued to my screens because 2016. I—I I mean, it sounds so bad because um, Republicans have been really good about sharing those memes and those gifts or whatever, um, where you know that one with the woman and she her face is like really clenched her mouth is clenched and it says triggered and it it, it vibrates a little bit Mm. have you seen that one it's it's kind of been circulating since for four years basically it's a picture of somebody who i guess was out in public when hillary clinton lost in 2016 and they have different memes of like a guy crying in the street and they have this one where this woman has this really intense look on her face saying that she's triggered basically the liberals are crying so um i felt like that i didn't feel like crying i felt defeated like how could so many people do this to our country how can they not see the problems that electing this man is gonna bring it is crazy to me that people were so blind to it and even today people will say he did great things for this country he fulfilled all his promises blah blah how have you benefited from donald trump being president like i i I don't, I haven't received any benefit. But anyway, um, I basically made myself sick. I made myself sick and not on purpose um, when Hillary Clinton lost, um, but it was before that. So the numbers were still coming in by the time I was trying to go to bed that night. And I was actually purposefully trying to go to sleep early because they were not looking good in her favor um and it looked like trump was winning and we were still you know a significant amount of electoral votes off but he he looked like he was on his way to a win so i said i don't want to be up for this i'm gonna take like a uh i'm gonna take a nyquil and just knock myself out so i took a nyquil And I went to sleep, and NyQuil is really ineffective for a prolonged sleep. So it might have (coughs) knocked me out for, like, three hours. Of course, as soon as I woke up, I checked my phone, and she had lost. I I believe they had announced it, like, probably around midnight, maybe after that sometime. But she had lost, and I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me and I just remember feeling so I felt shaky like oh my god our country is in for so much trouble and I was like I have to go back to sleep it was the middle of the night I took a different now this is going to sound like I'm a pill popper I really don't take I really don't take medications like that um I might take a Tylenol once in a blue moon, but um I really only take meds if I'm sick. Uh but is did, this was a special occasion. I probably would have been better off just having I'm a sorry, nice did big you say special wine. occasion when referring but, uh, to mm-hmm.
0: the pills you took to help you go to sleep?
1: This all right, this is <laughs> special occasion special there we circumstances. i
0: can't say I'm yeah. not a bill popper and say so special took, occasion.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Like I didn't even I didn't even clock that. I was just like yeah it was a special circumstances not a special occasion like who party who takes nice to party yes I'm gonna have so much fun <laughs> in <your sleep>. like <laughs> but um I took a different because I think that was probably like my last NyQuil out of a pack I had forever and I was like um, am pretty sure I have like a Tylenol PM or something else PM around here so I took something else PM and when I tell you like, I laid there for the next hour hoping to fall asleep, mm-hmm. and I could not fall asleep. My heart was racing, and I'm like, holy shit, I done took some drugs that are interacting with each other. Oh, no, they're having bad interactions, and um, I never got back to sleep, so I slept for maybe three hours that night, got the bad news, and then basically medically stimulated myself out of sleep and I had to go to work early Um, so I was at work kind of just depressed all day and really really upset and defeated and I decided that this time I would not do that to myself that this time the only thing I could control was my own vote in what I do so I decided I was not going to go nuts on people in, on Facebook. I decided I was not going to stop the results because that moved me crazy. And I decided that I was not going to stay up until they announced the winner, but I was just going to go to bed like normal and just be calm. And when I tell you it worked, it worked. I did check the election results like every day, like everybody else in the country, but um, I wasn't obsessed with it. I still had to work. Um, I still had to concentrate on work and mind you, it wasn't funny, but I kind of had to shrug things off because like I said, mm. I did my part and then everything else is what it is. I can't control who voted and who they voted for so there's gonna be a winner it's gonna be trump or biden and it is what it is so when they announced biden i was i was glad it was like oh, i'm so happy i was worried because i didn't know if the electoral votes would um You know, the margins are not that great. The margins are so slim for some of the states he won. But it's like, hey, listen, the margins are slim for some of the states that Trump won too. But it's interesting that Democrats are not contesting the states that he won by, you know, 20,000 or something like that. Democrats are not saying, or Biden camp is not saying Hey, you you won, I don't know, you won Ohio by 20, 20 000 votes. Like we think there's a problem there because we we should have won Ohio. We were projected to win. We're gonna contest it. Um the whole it's a just a big old mess. Maybe it's because of how Trump was behaving that I have that I had like a hard time being really happy about it or maybe it's because Biden I worry about Biden Biden is like the grandpa at the picnic that you want to keep an eye on (laughs) because you want to make sure he doesn't wander and then you can't find him when it's time to go I know that sounds terrible for Biden
0: but it's
1: but it's, it's really like that's a testament to how badly yeah. we wanted Trump out is that we said this is the person who the Democrats are going to put up that we have to actually vote for. This is the person that they're backing that through the, all their analysis and data, they have decided this man has the best chance of beating Donald Trump. Like Biden did not run on a campaign of, of his own policies. He basically ran on a, an anti Trump campaign, which I thought sucked. You know, I don't really, I've gone on Biden's um, campaign website and read about, you know, what he plans to do and all this other stuff. But for most of his campaign, I had no idea, like, what's your platform, bro? And Trump didn't have a platform either. Like his, what did people go to his rallies for just to Before see? For the him?
0: entertainment, in my opinion. You know, he's going to say something stupid. Oh, the he's going to say something stupid. You're not going to wear a mask and you're going to walk out sick. And even during the election and after the election, people in his camp are still getting sick. <laughs> like, come on. I just read that um, Ben Carson has been tested positive for um, COVID 19. Like, come on. So he's the super Mm spreader president.
1: And it's like, Ben Carson, you are supposed to be the genius heart surgeon. And listen, nobody can, you can only protect yourself in order to not get coronavirus. And I do feel like some people are, obviously, if you're high risk, you're more susceptible to it. Um, And that's why high-risk people should not be putting themselves in situations where they could contract it. But somebody like Ben Carson, bro, you are uh, like super genius. I don't know if he's a genius in general, because listening to him speak, he doesn't come off as the brightest bulb. But um, listen, the man has to be intelligent. He was a Really well respected cardiovascular surgeon, and he made a lot of money. Yeah, you're doing a, a that. whole doctor and um, exposing
0: yourself to a yeah a, a virus unnecessarily. Like, who at this point right. doesn't have the ability to Facetime, Google Duo, Zoom, uh, Google Hangouts, if it still exists, to to talk to someone. From a distance, you—I don't have to be in the room with you to support your campaign, to be there for your policies and all, and, and your rants, your cries, all that stuff. I don't have to be in the room with you. If you're, you would expect someone who's a medical professional, an ex medical professional, to know better, but he's under the Trump spell. Well,
1: well you know, Trump demands loyalty. That's that. It's like a cult. He demands. Like, it's literally like
0: a cult yeah, and is. honestly like I want the reality star to finally face his reality check you know what I mean like dude you lost it was a fair election even if you recount the votes you still lost I'm not even going to say that you're fired It's so fucking cliche at this point but you <laughs> lost your job one term president one and done it's over the only thing that came out of it is just just a bunch of zombie-like cult followers and racist people have exposed themselves to show you you know they they've come out and said you know i'm not afraid to show myself because this president says it's okay like that that's how it feels to me at least where i live that people feel like it's okay now to just be openly racist And show their loyalty to a dumbass that doesn't know how to run a country?
1: Pretty much. Um, The way this country has seemed to go up in flames in just four years, I'm not surprised by it. It, It's been a slow build. Um, It started, we know it started with Obama um we saw for years for eight years we saw the kind of rhetoric that people surrounded obama with i mean the fact that mitch mcconnell and his gop buddies when obama was elected or shortly before he was elected like they made a pact and they con. That's to making a pact. How how can you do this? How is that beneficial to the American public, which you serve, that you make a pact to not cooperate with the president, with the president? And you literally have no idea, besides what he promised on his platform, you have no idea how amenable he would be or how cooperative he would be or how bipartisan he would be you never gave him a chance Mm -hmm. and then you know every single thing Obama did was met with so much criticism and I found myself having to be like hyper vigilant in almost standing for Obama and it's like who wants to stand for a president you know he's the president nobody's really supposed to like the president that much yeah he's a charismatic guy or whatever but he's the united states president like he therefore we elected him to do a job and he has this opposing force that's literally wanting him to be a one-term lame duck president and sadly I don't know how much of a lame duck Obama was. I feel like he he did, um, he did the best he could. Mm-hmm. But that Republican Senate, it's like it's like a brick in a stream, or not a brick in a stream. It's like a saying I'm screwing it up. It's like a basically a flow of water, and you just stuck a mountain in the middle of it. You know? Yeah. And it sucks because with us having a black president at
0: that time. It stands out even more like the opposition stands out even more because I'm Mm -hmm. sure that whenever, you know, a a Democratic president is, you know, trying to get things passed with Republicans um, behind him and vice versa. The same shit happens. Right. Like we have opposing views. You have to come through us for approval. We're going to say no. But it's amplified when it's a person of color. Because it's like, well, damn, this is what we're facing in real life, too. Can can we get something done with a person who is the leader of the free nation? Can we can we get something done?
1: It's just annoying though, because they're the Partisanship that's out there now is disgusting, and that partisanship I don't feel like was there when Bush Bush Jr. was president, and it was not there when um, Bill Clinton was president. That kind of partisanship, and granted, you know, we were children for for the most part mm-hmm. um, when those two were presidents, but I do not remember that kind of nasty partisanship. <clears throat> It was like, okay, you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, but that doesn't mean on the issues that matter, we can't come together. You know, there was no Democrats um, creating bills or, or writing bills and then a Republican sitting it on the desk, the Republican Senate leader sitting it on his desk for three years and not even bothering to look at it. How does that serve the American people? How it just it doesn't serve the American people it's detrimental to the American people and then I'm sure people so a very very small amount of people who might be listening would say well Democrats are did that to Trump no actually Democrats wanted a seat at the table with Trump they were like okay Trump isn't who we wanted but we are willing to work with him and Trump was just he wanted nothing to do with them he like he does to everybody in his administration he expected his butt to mm-hmm. be kissed and the democrats were like no that's not how this works like we want to work with you you're the guy we want to work with you we want to be able to get bills passed for the people <coughs> but you have to it has to be a give and take it can't just be Every single thing that you want, and Trump wasn't willing to give. And then you know, he surrounded himself with the worst type of people, the worst type of advisors. I, Ivanka, his daughter's name is Ivanka, right? Yeah. Ivanka Ivanka Trump. What qualifies her to be an advisor? I she don't was his know. co-host. What qualifies? She was her a co-host who?
0: on um what's the name of that show, The Apprentice. She was a co-host. So yeah. as his co, he was probably the executive producer. So when you look at Ivanka and Don Jr., they sat next to him at this makeshift boardroom table at an NBC studio, and that alone qualifies them to assist him with running this country. That's my synopsis of it, of it all. That's
1: it. I mean, so so he's got his kids, his son-in-law, his sons, all in his ear. But you know what? They're 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 not smart in terms of uh, the governmental side of things. Like, what do they know? It's the real people, the people pulling the actual strings, like Steve Bannon, who, you know, basically planted this seed in Trump's head of democrats being an enemy of the people he straight up said that and trump repeated it democrats are an enemy of the people hold up sir you are the american president you are not the republicans president okay you say some shit like that i have a problem with you I already couldn't stand up but when I heard that I'm like you have got to be fucking kidding me like this this guy is saying this why where are the Republican leaders to say that's not okay like Republicans have really shown who they yeah. are by the way they have allowed Trump to run roughshod over our democracy over tradition and it's just like the fact that you, he refused to even hang up Obama's Bruh, picture. In like, is it room. in the closet
0: somewhere? Like, why wouldn't you do that? It's a tradition. Um,
1: How petty do you have to be? How insecure of a man, let alone a sitting U.S. president, do you have to be to be that yeah. small? and this is stuff like nobody was willing to hold him accountable he has he surrounds himself with, yes, man. with people that just give him accolades and they give him all this reinforcement that what he's saying is right what he's doing is right he goes through staff like he's firing paper, people today like, turnover, turnover like he is
0: legitimately firing people today for like he why is- but that's how he is. That's how he is. He, I feel like he took office as if he was inheriting a kingdom for life versus serving a four-year term. That's how it seemed. And I oh, I had always feared that if he had won his a second term, that he wasn't going to try to leave when it was over. You get two. And then you sit <laughs> down and hopefully you'll live to potentially run a third time. But you're old as shit. You might not make it. Let's be real. Time's not on your side. But that aside, like he literally took this on as a dictatorship, as he was a ruler. And this is what the president does. The president rules the country. That's not what the fuck democracy means. That's not what it means. It is for us, for the people. And But you knew like as anything that happened within the Black community, like the pandering started right before the election. So as Black people are being slain this year, everything we talked about since we started our podcast, he had nothing positive to, to add to it, no, nothing to say, you know, in support of the families all that good stuff. But then the moment is time for you to think, oh, I might get reelected. I've done so much for the black community more than even more than Abraham Lincoln. If you don't sit your comb over ass down somewhere, Abraham Lincoln, that's how far back you want to go. You think that's the only president that has done anything for the country, let alone black people. And please keep in mind, black people in Abraham Lincoln's time were bargaining chips that that whole emancipation proclamation had nothing to do with setting slaves free it's a bargaining chip to make sure that the confederacy became a part of the union sir we were bargaining chips
1: you don't want to comply then guess what slavery's over didn't abraham lincoln say if he could have um gotten the confederacy to come over to the union without freeing the slaves he would have done it yes he had slaves he was a slave owner at the time no he
0: wasn't i I said that
1: before no he wasn't
0: (laughs) is he the one that was too poor i'm fine with retracting and possibly deleting that but (laughs) but wait was he the one Um, that was too poor to own a slave
1: I don't know if it was that he was too poor, but his family um, didn't own slaves. Like, yeah, I said that before, too. And somebody corrected me and I was like, God damn
0: it. You know what, though? I mean, it's a common um, assumption that if you weren't a poor white person at that time, that you probably owned slaves. And if you were a poor white person, you probably worked for slave owners as some kind of indentured servant, and so you can make enough money to do things on your own, and you became an overseer, blah blah blickety blah, blah, blah. Or you might have been an abolitionist.
1: Hmm.
0: Not many but, titles, though. Right. I'm to Google it. <laughs> Did Abraham? <laughs> I'm Googling it, damn it. Lincoln own slaves. Why is that not coming up in the Google searches like everything else is predicting? It's it didn't
1: <clears> up <throat> up in like a predicted text. Mm-mm. Weird.
0: Let's see. On June 23rd, someone told some stories on History Channel. Abraham Lincoln did, did believe that slavery was morally wrong, but there was one big problem. It was sanctioned by the highest law in the land, The Constitution Oh, and then the advertisement to join your newsletter. No, thank you, history.com. The nation's founding fathers who also struggled with how to address slavery did not explicitly write the word slavery in the Constitution, but they did include key clauses protecting the institution, including a figurative slave clause and three and the three fifths clause, which allowed southern states to count enslaved people for purposes of representation in the federal federal government. Uh, that has nothing to do with it. So basically he thought it was morally wrong. Though Lincoln himself, blah, blah, blickety blah, blah, blah. Oh, he was working alongside the abolitionists. All right. I remember learning about that in school. I don't trust much of what we learned in school. I ain't gonna lie. Like, all, all right. right. It's whitewashed. So quick sidebar, quick sidebar. I feel guilty mm-hmm. now every Thanksgiving for being in a play in first grade with the Indians and the Pilgrims. And this is before first grade. first grade. So this is before it was, you know, PC and, and and or we were corrected to not call Native Americans Indians. So I was legitimately an Indian in this parade. I shared my colorful Indian corn with the Pilgrims who came in on the Pinta the Santa Maria and whatever else. Um, I don't feel like remembering right now, but, um, like legit, it was like a, a whole little mashup of like some kind of Christopher Columbus, sell the ocean blue, all the, the Santa Maria that was, that's what it was. So they all came through, they were like, Hey, we'll we're, we're pilgrims. We don't know how to grow stuff. And I helped them grow corn. And then we sat down and broke bread together in the first grade thanksgiving parade and i had like the feather plumage on my head and all this other stuff that i made myself out of construction paper and mm-hmm. then i look back 31 years ago and i'm like oh man i wish i never did that shit <laughs> like i feel like a traitor <laughs> i right. so bad because of course in school in first grade dang what year was that first grade 89 yeah, 8990. Uh, yes, right. So yeah, 8990. I'm sitting here being a damn Indian and in the pilgrim um play, and I feel bad about it. Like, yeah, I was six and I didn't know any better, but you think about all the stuff we learned in school, and like you said, it's whitewash, and I'm like, I want to erase that part of my history. I wish I had known more. I wish I was a, a woke six-year-old who would have said, no, Miss Levy, I don't want to be a Native American in your whitewash play. But I wasn't a woke six-year-old. I didn't know any better.
1: I don't do you think I I don't know if erasure is the solution to stuff like that. I think that people need to be educated and people need to care about, um, appropriation. Like, so many people laugh when they hear words like, that's cultural appropriation. Um, and then you get people from certain marginalized groups that are like, don't speak for me, you know, don't Mm -hmm. speak for me. Not all Native Americans think the same. Not all Native Americans feel one way or another about Columbus Day, feel one way or another about um, people wearing a headdress um, I do find that it's often white people who are trying to make the point like we're celebrating other cultures like what other way to honor a culture than to celebrate the the, the parts of it like the Indian um, the headdress and um, wearing the moccasins and dancing around the fire saying oh yeah yeah, yeah." like yeah come on you can celebrate by observing and letting people celebrate how they celebrate i get that i i often find that those people that try to white explain stuff like that like why, why you should not be offended by me doing offensive shit those are the same type of people that are like it's Halloween. People should be able to dress however they like. People should be able to wear um brown makeup if they're trying to be a character. It's not disrespectful. They're not really black. It excuse me. I'm not a costume. Right. I'm not a costume. Right. Like come on. Like a person's race is not a costume. You can put a bare minimum of effort into a costume and people will get it okay you don't have to slather on brown makeup with a glittery bodysuit and full-blown blonde hair lion's mane and I and I would um you know not understand that you're supposed to be Beyonce because you you chose not to slather on brown makeup you know yeah,
0: do the dance and keep it pushing play play the music but i i get it like i i still feel bad for the sixth grade play i mean the first grade play although i was you know a six-year-old i didn't know any better but i think the more we learn not that I have to carry the guilt of a six-year-old for the rest of my life, but the more that we learn, we just do better. Like, you know better, you do better, you know? So,
1: you, know, you would hope. Huh? You would hope. I, I say you would yeah. hope. There's so many people out there that are, it's not even reluctant. They are resistant to it. it, it okay. I don't want to go off on a tangent. We're there. But I do. I, I know. <laughs> I do feel like um, progressive, pol- like progressive ideals, have pushed some people to like their breaking point politically, um, ideologically, all that kind of stuff. And I, I feel like for a lot of people, progressive ideals are too radical mm. and they're too out there, and and they came too fast. And just too many at the same time where progressives are like, listen, we're at point C and we need to be at Z right away. No excuses, no room for growth. We need to get from C to Z now. Okay, it took us 100 years to get from A to C, but. You guys know better now and we need to get from C to Z now. And I just think it's caused so much resistance and that has really helped in the divisiveness um, in this country because, well, we're not going to talk about the race part. Because the whole race thing has been an insidious underlying problem in this country forever. This country has racism woven into our makeup. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go. Still, with it. in the constitution, um. You know, um, it's. I just think that we do need to progress as a society and we need to change the way we think about a lot of things. We do need to consider people's um, feelings and consider people's culture, like be more culturally sensitive. Um, I don't think we should be censoring comedians. I don't think we should be like canceling comedians for making a racially insensitive joke. Um, because now comedians are, like, scared to do their job. If Eddie Murphy did his specials from, like, what were they, the 80s? Yeah. If he did his specials today from the 80s, he would be roasted alive. He would be put on the spit and roasted alive. Because he did a lot of racially insensitive stuff. He did a lot of, um, like, sexuality insensitive stuff, like, with toward the gay community. And it's stuff that just would not stand. And I don't want to feel like an asshole when I watch one of those specials and I laugh because the shit's funny. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm definitely not a homophobe. And I'm definitely, I definitely don't have any kind of ill feelings towards people different from me. Um, but that was a funny joke I get why in real life you can't say shit like that but it doesn't make it less funny you know yeah well comedians are stating their, their observations of the world yeah and I just I you're cancel culture is so toxic. We already talked about this before. Cancel culture is so toxic like 99% of the time and it's really only good like 1% of the time when things really need to be canceled like for real. Like for Trump us. should
0: be canceled but everyone else we might give a,
1: a review panel to.
0: You know, so like your Trump's of the world. You're, you're R. Kelly's of the world. People who hurt people, people who don't care about people's feelings, like their intentions are to do harm. I can understand canceling those type of people. But someone who made a statement on Twitter 10 years ago and their views of the world have have changed, I'm not quick to cancel them. There's just some people I've never liked. That's different. That's not canceling. I just don't vibe with you. You're not my cup of tea, right, but you know, like um, what's his face? Kevin Hart, when he was facing all his backlash, his views have changed. You know, he made a funny joke or whatever that fit at that time, and he doesn't feel that way anymore. People are allowed to change right. It's the people who show you the resistance to change who you should consider distancing yourself from as a fan, as a supporter, whatever.
1: Like, I feel that way, too, about um, a a lot of people who, the way they voice their opinions this time around during this election cycle. Um, The activist Sean King, I follow him on Facebook Mm -hmm. um, because I, I got into him when all these Black men kept dying, and I found that he was... One of the voices of reason that I could actually rock with, like you know, he wasn't—he wasn't saying this is wrong, and then on the flip side, making excuses for why these men are dying at the hands of police while they're unarmed. Mm. You know, um, he wasn't making excuses; he was saying, "No, this is wrong, and we need to do something to to fight against it." But I—I I don't rock with him on all of his views. Some of his views are out there. You know, um, like one thing that he's brought up again, he brought it up before, he's brought it up again recently where he said, we need to work toward um, allowing 16-year-olds to vote. And I'm like, 16-year-olds are great. They're well on their way to being adults. But the hell I would have looked like being 16 years old and voting for the president of the United States. What life experience do I have to lead me to a good decision. I was about to get suspended from high school for throwing poppers at your feet in the back. I forgot all about that. Uh, that, That's the type of (coughs) dumb shit I was doing when I was 15 years old. Not to say all 16 year olds do dumb shit, but most of them do. And I, I just think it's it's a kind of a wild idea. So that's the type of stuff I don't agree with him on. And then there's the fact that he's a huge Bernie supporter. I mean, he introduced Bernie at several of his campaigns. He is Bernie bro, like 101. And that's cool. But when it became obvious that Bernie was not going to take home the DNC nomination, he then... Um, ramped up his slander campaign against joe biden and it's like people like him don't realize until the last minute how harmful they are he has a huge platform he has a huge audience of people a lot of people aren't willing to do their own research like you say something about somebody and you sound good saying it that's it i'm on board no you still have to research the stuff that Mm -hmm. people are saying so when he kept bringing up joe biden closer and closer to the election he still kept bringing up joe biden the 1994 crime bill joe biden is bad for black people like you know why do we keep allowing democrats to put up these um moderate democrats that you know aren't even really democrats they're more like republicans in a lot of respects why do we keep allowing this why why do we only have these type of people as our choices and blah 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 and it's like listen bro i understand why you're mad i understand bernie's not it bernie lost the primaries again he's not it people aren't voting for him you this is the same thing with the progressive ideals you want us to jump from point c to point z it doesn't work you have to give people time to get used to the way you think mm-hmm. and why incorporating more progressive ideals and why um electing more progressive people into positions of power is important and why it's better for everybody instead of like you're trying to defeat a two-party system in one fell swoop if we take the presidency we take it all that's not gonna work people are gonna be resistant to it so when he kept going after biden digging at biden i was you know i love commenting on stuff so i was saying i wish you would shut up sean king He didn't read my stuff. I'm sure out of the thousands of comments he gets, he's not going to read my I'm surprised you didn't get blocked. I'm like, I wish, sometimes I really wish you would shut up. I understand that you want what you want. There is no such thing as a perfect candidate, especially in politics. No such thing. Every single candidate has something going with them that we don't agree with. Even the best. Even the ones who you think are perfect, they have something going against them that you're like, eh, I don't really, that's not really my speed, but okay. So you're demanding a perfect candidate. You're demanding that Joe Biden be held accountable for the 1994 crime bill that he did bring to the floor. That was his baby and he owns it, that that was his baby. But it's like, you're also not taking into account what was going on in 1994 like we were still in the grips of a crack epidemic um like it was a bill that was supported by democrats and republicans it was a bipartisan bill your homeboy bernie signed it it had attached to it like a um a, an act that protected women and it was something else that it did that was um, really positive. So it had other things attached to it. And it was a federal bill. I, I recently looked up all this information so that I could argue with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I can't argue about the crime bill if I don't know about the crime bill. But um, it was a federal bill. Um, and apparently... Like overall, so the point of the bill most certainly was to increase incarceration. So a lot of people are like, Joe Biden is responsible for mass incarceration of Black people. Actually, a lot of states, a lot of cities or whatever, as a direct (coughs) result of the rampant crime in the crack epidemic in their areas, they wanted tough laws. They wanted tough on crime laws, like um, repercussions. So before this crime bill even came about, these states started adopting their own policies for, um, for crime. And when the crime bill rolled out, it was federal. It affected federal prisoners which only a small fraction of prisoners are in federal prisons, the overwhelming majority of people that are in jail today are in state jails, which this 1994 crime bill did not impact. It had no effect on it. So it's like, okay, you can say Joe Biden 100% intended for this bill to have this result, But at the end of the day, it was each state's own decisions for their state, which ramped up incarceration of Black people. So it's like, if you're going to tell the story, tell the truth. But because he can't stand Joe Biden, like he was going for him, going for him, going for him. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, this is your platform. Of course, you're entitled to say what you want to say. But we literally have to choose between these two in the next couple weeks and you are still like beating him over the head with this shit he has said more crap about joe biden than he has about donald trump and i'm like you are bringing up 30 year old crime bills well is it 30 years no 26 am i doing math right? yes You are bringing up twenty six year old crime now and asking hey, Jesus, and <laughs> demanding he be held accountable. But you don't even, you never even mentioned Trump. Like you have nothing to say about Trump. It's not even on your radar. So it's stuff like that, and I saw multiple different people like that with their platforms. I already knew that there was going to be a lot of Black men and women on some fuck shit voting for Trump, I already knew it. I I decided I wasn't going to be mad about it because engaging with those people, I could already tell. The overwhelming amount of people that I engaged with, Black Trump voters that I engaged with on Facebook, they did not know what the fuck mm. they were talking about. They literally were like, Biden is bad, 1994 crime bill. Biden is bad, he's a racist. Biden is bad because of this. And it was like, just like Trump supporters almost read from a script, it was like these people were just like reading from a script. So somebody said something good, they liked the way it sounded and they were just repeating that. And then when I challenged it, they kind of disappeared and that was the end of our conversation, you know? It's no different than how people are with um, Kamala Harris,
0: where they keep bringing up, you know, oh, she locked up so many black people, and it's like, one, she was at work doing her job. Two, were they criminals? Were they? Did, did were you they? did you commit a crime? Because um, you gonna do the time? Like, I always wonder. Excuse me. I always wonder, when people say that so-and-so person hasn't done enough for Black people, what are these things that you are looking to happen for us? Like, as you complain that someone hasn't done anything for the Black community, what is it that you want to have done? And do you realistically expect a a single politician to only serve one ethnicity while they're in office like it
1: that's what i said about all the people who right. were mad about obama obama had eight years and he didn't do nothing like you can't
0: people. really expect to get a black president to come in and be like all right now i gotta look out for my people you know, so first of all, we, like, he's not gonna come and be like, so boom, check it. We're gonna give reparations for all <laughs> my people because like slavery shit was wrong. Um, you know, like, it's not gonna be like that. You're not gonna give everyone the equivalent of, to, of whatever 40 acres and a mule is today. You're not going to be able to make this massive impact when you have opposing forces for simple shit such as healthcare for all, you you're not going to get um, a bunch of buy-in to help one single ethnicity when the country is a melting pot of a ton of different cultural backgrounds. You're not going to get someone to come in at at even a mayoral level to come in and change things for just one group of people. That's that's not. What realistically can happen? So you can't say, "Oh, he's not doing this for the black people." She's she locked up a bunch of black people. If you're at work and you're doing your job and you're doing it correctly, people will get impacted. And guess what? If you're over a, if you're if you're a a, a part of an area where a bunch of black people are doing crime, or there are some black people, not a bunch, doing crime and you send them to jail I would look at you know is it fair sentencing did she did did people get the same amount of time regardless of their skin color versus oh she put a whole bunch of black people in jail she did her fucking job she went to work she clocked in yeah. did her job and went home which is what we all do so you know you can't just say I expect this person to do so much for black people I want not expect to pass because we're black I expect you to be fair because we're American.
1: Like, I, it really, really annoys me um, when people say stuff like that also, where they're like, what has this one done for Black people? What has this one done for Black people? Um, the things that Obama did were like, you could say they were a slow burn type of impact. So, for HBCUs he actually um i don't i don't think it was a bill it might have been a policy or something like that where he basically allocated billions of dollars to roll out for years for HBCUs i was recently in a discussion that's a nice way of putting it with somebody who's like trump did more for black people than Obama did in eight years. He did more for black people in four years than Obama did for eight years. Trump lowered unemployment. This is the historic low of unemployment um, for black people. And it's like, okay, are we are we still gonna keep talking about unemployment when Obama had like he I'm never going to stop giving him credit. Like you cannot say that the trend started in 20. 14 of unemployment consistently going down because of what he did for the country and then allow Trump to take credit for historic lows. He literally just yeah. had to not yeah. fuck it up. That's all he had to do. Don't fuck it up. Um, but then they, this person brought up like uh, Trump just gave HBCUs $47 billion and I'm like That doesn't sound like Trump at all. (laughs) So I looked it up and it was from a policy, an Obama policy that he signed years ago to allocate money for HBCUs. But see, these are things that people don't see. And then is stuff like, of course, the ACA, um, getting so many uninsured insured people who just wouldn't have qualified for insurance through Mm -hmm. their job, whether they work part, you know, he he got 22 million people insurance that didn't have insurance before. That's crazy. That's a lot of Americans that now are able to get chemo treatment, go to doctor's appointments and all kinds of stuff that, and they weren't able to do this stuff before they couldn't afford it. And American people were going to suck up that cost either way um and then there was uh something else oh the second chance act Mm -hmm. for people in jail and it was like um, something that impacted probation and parole and stuff like that so it's like please stop saying that obama didn't do anything the man's hands were literally tied for six out of the eight years that he was in office okay just stop saying it it sounds so ignorant and when it comes to these type of initiatives it does seem like only the democrats are really focused on it i'm not going to give democrats too much credit for helping out black people because i don't really know what did Um, bill clinton like you said we were kids you know i don't know all right Right, we were we were kids. I just remember that's on exactly our what I was thinking That's Like my
0: first memory, you can play the sax, and there's a blue dress with a stain on it because of you.
1: <laughs> so, but um, I do know that it seems like historically, it does not seem like Republicans have done much for Black people. It's like you're not gonna tax us to death or whatever and basically we, we stay poor because we just can't afford no, Takara, to move on well enough Takara, um, you have to go and back to say the you great
0: um, Republican President Abraham Lincoln and remember that he was a Republican mm. who did as much for the black community <laughs> as 45 that is where it begins and ends That's what I've learned.
1: I'm bullshitting, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. also never forget that it was the Democrat Democrats who started the KKK. As Trump supporters love to remind us,
0: you must not forget. I guess that's where the Proud Boys originated too. Like, aren't they like the children of the KKK? (laughs) So you know, the tables have turned as far as the. the parties, but the bullshit still exists. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know.
1: Yep, and I, I don't, I don't go for the both sides of the same coin thing either. Uh, the country is proven better off under Democrat leadership. It it just is, um, especially when it comes to our economics. I don't. The stock market is going to do what the stock market is going to do. The stock market just responds to things, but you know, it it's it does it's not really a good representation mm-hmm. of what our economy is doing. So um, I don't really rely on the stock market to say, "Oh, the economy is doing so great." No, that's that's not a good representation because people can be dirt poor. And the people still with their money in the stock market can be making money. That's why it's so annoying when people are like, "Well, Trump must be doing something right because my stocks are looking great." He Trump doesn't, doesn't really have that much to really do doesn't. with your stocks, sir. But okay, you know.
0: Hi, uh, freaking y'all. <laughs> I will say this: mm-hmm. um, I know that you said that you didn't feel uh-huh. like an emotional response to the announcement of the presidency or president alike mm-hmm. but i did have an oddly unexpected emotional response to kamala harris kamala kamala my bad i don't mean to mispronounce her name to kamala harris mm-hmm. There okay. you can So when mad Madam Vice, Vice President Elect came out to Mary J. <laughs> Blige for her um her speech, I I felt proud. I really did, and it could be because we're black. Whatever, who cares? I can I can say that, right? But I mm-hmm. felt proud. One, I mm-hmm. felt proud because it was like a realization. Right That it was that the Trump stuff only has like a, a short period of time until this stuff is really freaking over, 70 something days until it's really freaking over. But not even just hearing her speak and yes. Joe Biden speak, I I, I really started tearing up during the fireworks after they spoke. Like I was proud. like I was clapping like they could hear me. I was honking my <laughs> imaginary horn, like I was in Delaware listening to them in person. And I was proud. And I was relieved. And then when the fireworks started going off. And it said vice president elect. Floating up in the the pyrotechnics in the air. And the 46 was in a little circle. I shed a little tear. (laughs) And my icy little heart. Melted yet again. And I was like. I looked over at my husband and said. Babe. This is real. Even if. Little baby Donnie Trump doesn't want to concede, doesn't want to admit defeat. It doesn't matter. Real. And you can count all the votes all over again and take another four or five days to count them all individually. Hold them up to a blue light, check for your stamp of approval, all that stuff. It still happened you are out of here and it felt so good. Like the fireworks brought me to tears. First of all, I was like, oh, that's dope. Like I've never seen fireworks mm. like that because I've never seen words <laughs> in the sky stay there from fireworks. Normally, you know, you're you're impressed if you could just see them change colors, <laughs> right? Or go to a beat, you know, go off on time. Right. But to see the words sit up in the sky, I felt like a little baby, like seeing fireworks for the first time. And then I shed a little tear and the hubs is looking at me like, are you really crying? I'm like, shut up. You don't know my life. You don't know my life. (laughs) But I felt so proud. And then reality settled in again, that it was a tight race and that damn near half the country is not in agreement with what's going on. And although there was a heartfelt speech of unity that was given by Vice President, not by, excuse me, President-elect Joe Biden, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to buy in. And then I got a little unsettled because I'm like, okay, let's make sure that people don't try to retaliate like i was worried like what's gonna happen when the dust settles when i'm done with this proud moment and everyone else is done feeling happy ecstatic whatever what's about to happen like are we are we really are we safe and so far nothing has happened thank god knock on wood but you know like my mom called me like don't leave the house steph stay inside you never know what's gonna happen Um, you know, doesn't matter if there's crowds out there celebrating, there's people out there waiting, you know, to start a scene. And, you know, I, I I had to be realistic, like even hearing motorcycles or fireworks in my own neighborhood, is it really a motorcycle or is it an angry mob driving by at high speed? Is it really a firework going off or is that a gun ringing off? And I don't live in a bad neighborhood, but I don't, and my, my County was blue. Thank God. But that doesn't mean that the people around me are in agreement or in support of what's happening now. And that's what worries me. How is this really about to play out? Right. Side note, I also was praying for Joe Biden that he didn't have a heart attack on stage from excitement or from <laughs> the fireworks going off. I'm sitting <laughs> like, Joe, don't you die? Don't you die on this stage? Yes. Yes. Did you keep them? Wait, Don't you die jump? on this stage? Oh my it's just a firecracker. Don't you die? You hired this pyro team <laughs> to to put your name in the sky. You hired them <laughs> to shout out Kamala in the sky. You hired them to put that forty six in the sky. Sit still, sit still. I don't care if all you did was put this on paper, dude. You knew the fireworks was going <laughs> off. You knew it was fireworks afterwards. Okay. You sit still. Somebody somebody watch Joe's heart. So, yeah. I was a little nervous that Joe was going to be like, oh, shit. And just, like, kill over. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh. I was nervous. I ain't going to lie.
1: So, yeah. I... I am also worried for President-Elect Biden. I'm very worried for Vice President-Elect Madam Kamala Harris. Uh, I think that it was a blessing in disguise that it took so long for the electoral votes to come in. I think that if Biden was announced as the winner on election night, there would have been mayhem in the streets. There, I mean, these groups, I I don't even want to assign them to the extremist groups like Proud Boys and Boogaloo Boys and whatever other dumb name they want to give themselves, uh, militias and crap like that. Because not all Trump supporters are part of that type of thing. But they are... uh, (coughs) They are... Incentivist mm-hmm. to act violently on Trump's behalf. They are also ready to go. You know, it may be the Proud Boys who are <laughs> so bold as to make YouTube videos of what they're willing to do. All they need is Trump's say so to do it. Um, but There's a lot of Trump supporters that are, I mean, these people really, really thought that Trump was going to win. Did you see the shelves cleared of guns and ammo? I mean, there was, it was, I forgot what state it was. It might've been, it might've been Pennsylvania, but I'm not sure, but it was, a, a picture of the what well, was a video and there were pictures of the ammo aisle of a gun store it was either a gun mm-hmm. store or it was a store that's kind of like Dick Sporting Goods um, but it was like the ammo aisle and it was wiped out it looked like people were preparing for the zombie apocalypse it was wiped out so these people that found it necessary hey grit everybody should be protecting themselves but you know how fucked up it is that this is the response to a united states presidential election let me go get strapped i know i know that's a horrible response ready to and
0: be armed in case trump supporters came for them so yeah i feel like the the stuff's probably bought up on both sides of the fence
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's a horrible, I mean, that's what I'm saying. People are entitled to, to ensure their own safety, but I honestly, honestly believe, and this is not my bias, but I honestly believe that Trump supporters were not doing this to defend themselves and their families and their property. They were getting strapped up because they yeah. were waiting for the call. They were waiting for Trump to say, take those bastards out. And they would go and fucking kill their neighbor if Trump said, if he voted right. against me, you go take them out. And not of, <coughs> course, of course, not every Trump supporter. But these people are so brainwashed. It's crazy. I just saw something... I don't even know the source, but I just saw something that said 70% of people that voted for Trump Mm -hmm. believe election fraud happened. There is no proof of election fraud. Trump keeps uh, repeating the claim that um, observers from his camp were not allowed in in to watch the votes that were going on in Pennsylvania. And it's just like, I find it extremely, extremely interesting that you're so laser-focused on Pennsylvania. All these other states that Biden Mm -hmm. won, why weren't you worried about it? Why weren't you worried about it when you and Biden were neck and neck? That's interesting. You weren't concerned until you started getting behind. And then all of a sudden, it was election fraud. I mean... It's crazy like how, why why aren't people using logic there's a qanon um, qanon bs uh, thing going around it's if you see people say something like watch the waters it's because they honestly believe that the department of homeland security uh, sent out ballots I heard about that, that, that have a special watermark on them and because because Trump knew he's omniscient, because he knew Democrats would try to cheat, he had Department of Homeland Security put these watermarks in the official ballot. And when he wanted a recount, he knew that if those if the ballots didn't have the watermark, that they would get thrown out. This is bunk this is bs there's a few states like california first of all states are responsible for making their own ballots states counties hells probably even some towns they're responsible for making their own presidential ballots there's no one source for them they go to their own printers they pay their own printers for the ballots like Okay. First of all, (laughs) let's just say that first of all, but then there are states like California where they do some of them, some of the areas do have a watermark on the ballot, but not, it's not across the board. Like that's what makes our country very unique. That's kind of what makes our election process kind of hard to hack because every state does something different. You can't, you can't attack every single state the same way, so that's kind of what makes—I don't want to say impervious—but that's what makes our election process kind of resistant to um, real election mm. fraud, like on a grand scale, like that. So that that whole theory about the watermark is bunk. And then um, in <coughs> Pennsylvania, <laughs> they're screaming, "Stop the count." Yes. And in Arizona, they're screaming, count every vote. And it's like, and, and it's so clear what's going on. It's because he thought he was going to take Arizona. And he's like, well, yeah, count every vote. But does he, I wonder, the thing that kills me about this, and there's many things that kill me about this, Trump also got mail-in votes. He also got mail-in votes he also got provisional ballots he also is getting votes that were postmarked on election day or before election day that still needed to be counted days after election day he got those two it wasn't just Biden that is why the margins are not that big is because for every batch of votes that comes in Let's say sixty percent are going for Biden and forty percent are going for Trump. I mean, you're getting them too. What do you? But want? you're dealing
0: with someone who's acting as if people are actively voting after the election is done,
1: yes. after the polls
0: have closed. Yes, so you, you have people still voting. Is like how he sounds. I can't remember his exact quote, but that's how he, how it sounded hearing him talk about it people are not casting new votes these are not after the deadline votes and like you said every state has its own rules some states accepted mail-in ballots that had the postmark of election day and some didn't some you had to have it in by a certain time or they wouldn't take it at all and only the ones that they, I think, was right. it? I don't know if it was Georgia or what. But one of the states I was watching on, um, there's so many different states explaining their process on CNN. But they said anything that they received after that time deadline, they didn't take into the room for their their ballot
1: counters to even touch. So, in the Trump people, right. they don't believe any of this. They just don't believe it. What can you do with people who are delusional? I, we we, we won't give them this with?
0: state. How we won't give them this country. Them? That, that much we won't do. We won't just say, you know what? We don't feel like fighting with you here. You can have it. No, it's too much at stake. Too much at
1: stake. <laughs> I'm I'm, really, I'm overly disgusted by what a lot of their sentiments are. Um, and a lot of their sentiments are, this is why Amy Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed so quickly because now it's a overwhelming, you know, Republican or conservative majority on the Supreme Court, and they're gonna make sure that Trump gets it get gets reelected. And it's like, first of all, what kind right. of American are you that you want our Free and fair elections to be decided in court. How disgusting. And you people call yourselves patriots? Okay. If you had some kind of overwhelming proof of voter fraud, election fraud on a national scale, then I would be more than happy for you to walk your case into the Supreme Court. But as it is, how many popular votes did Biden get? Like 4 million? five million i mean right? come on At yeah he did but i'm just saying like yeah. he won everything and he wanted like the electoral i mean it's crazy to think that the votes don't match up i mean people are throwing out any kind of theories is seeing what will stick oh well how come people voted for Biden, but they they didn't vote for the Senate or mm-hmm. or the Congress seats. There's like some people just- Because people for do them. that, right. And Some people like, walk what, in what and say, want? I'm
0: only here for the presidential election. What? I
1: didn't read the rest of this shit.
0: I'm out. And people have the right to do that. I know people personally who went in and voted for like two different seats, including the presidency and dipped. Because some people don't, they don't want to vote on your local taxes and different things that are going on and you know, the, the, the Senate and all that good stuff. Because if you didn't read about it, you're not educated on it or you just want to make sure you only voted for president. That's your right. Is your ballot correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hand it in and keep it pushing. That's all I want to vote for. What do you mean? How come go ask that person, go ask Joe Smith, who, who only voted for one thing. That's all he cared about. That's his
1: right as an American. And how about the the thing that's going on? With, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm not surprised, but I'm actually, again, disgusted by how ignorant people are. And I'm sure there's plenty of Democrats that mm-hmm. are may also be ignorant, but how can you cry foul because voting continues when the polls close, not voting, counting continues when the polls close? Like your president, first of all, your president is clearly an idiot. The president of the United States is clearly an idiot because he was conflating, like you already said, conf- conflating voting with counting, which is nuts, okay? It's nuts, but there were actually people who were saying on the second day when the electoral um, votes, you know, not the electoral, when the votes were still being counted to see, you know, who's gonna win these states, um, they were mad. They were mad. They're like, why did they go home for the night? They should have stayed there all night and kept counting. Why did they stop counting? Right, Maybe because they're human and they have hundreds of thousands of votes to get through and maybe they don't have a relief crew coming and they have and families to get outside. home to. You maybe
0: you're not going to have a staff a of people
1: doing this. You
0: have to spread those people out too to make sure that they're safe while they're counting these votes. So you're not going to have a huge staff. In Georgia, they had um in Fulton County, they had I think they said like 20 something of their vote counters get sick with coronavirus. They had an outbreak two weeks before the election and lost 20 something people from their staff. So that was holding that up alone. And then in the. And Fulton County was one of the last. They were. They were. And it's the largest county in. in Georgia. And then. At the um the stadium that they were Counting at, I can't remember sports team So I don't remember the name of the damn stadium But anyway, at the stadium that they were Counting at, there was a water main break The day of the damn election So they had setbacks to begin with You got coronavirus outbreak And you have um, a water main break You have to make sure there's people that you are Letting in, including the news crew Aren't sick As they are changing shifts For the people who are counting And the people who are reporting, you can't just have everyone. I would be more concerned about sleep deprived people counting my vote than you allowing people to have a good night's rest. It was fun to ha ha kiki about Nevada, like, you know, Las Vegas. No, they have 24 hour uh, uh, wedding chapels, 24 hour casinos, 24 hour restaurants. But you can't count Mm -hmm. these votes. But in real life, in real life, I want you to get a good (laughs) night's rest. I don't want you to be sleep deprived and mess up my vote. Um, and the the
1: this is why this is why the people that are angry, mm-hmm. they're flaming hypocrites and they really come off as ignorant because you're dem- like you want voting to stop. You want voting to stop when Trump is ahead. That's what you want. And that's crazy because at a certain point, Biden was ahead by like maybe five points. What wasn't it stalled at like 217 or 218 for a minute? And Trump stayed mm, stuck at like 213. No. When I saw it like that.
0: stuck, so, Biden needed 17 more electoral votes and Trump was at 213 for the longest. That's when it was stuck oh, for no. me. And so it was like five, not five, excuse me, 253 to 213 for, the, for like the last few days of it. That's when I saw.
1: Oh, I, I was calling oh. it stuck on election day um, or whenever it was when Trump was trying to get Michigan to stop counting the vote because Michigan was going blue. And it was like Biden was having a clear lead and that's when Trump started threatening um, legal action. But it's funny, again, he only threatened legal action when in states, in the states that he needed. Trump needed every single state. Toward the end, he would have needed to take every single state to win. And all Biden had to do was win one state for like two, three days. All he Mm -hmm. needed to do was win one state. So you're like... uh, I really hope it doesn't end up in the Supreme Court. To me, it seems like a very clear win. I think you are depriving the American people of their, like, just release us, okay? You don't even have to concede. I, I, I Just release an official statement or something. You don't have to get in front of the cameras and concede because you're a big grown 74 year old baby okay Mm -hmm. you get in front of those cameras any other time you get in those in those those damn corona rallies and you talk your shit with your people but you can't stand in front of the american people and say i concede to joe biden because you're no kind of man yeah no kind of man like it's it's horrible this is the man that was leading our country and this is the man that 70 million people thought I want him to keep leading this country really what kind of person are you like I'm I'm over giving people their leeway to say oh I don't vote for him for his person personality I vote for him because of his stance on immigration and what he's doing for my 401k that's why i'm voting for him okay 55 percent of white female voters the whole thing
0: is stupid to me there are children separated from their parents in cages sleeping under foil abused and that's what what you're standing behind financial gain is not enough and that's the same thing like i was saying when it comes to saying what does a politician do for the black community it's not about one community of people it's about the entire country
1: and trump mm-hmm. when the country does well, yeah
0: know black people
1: do better like when the country is we all win. to do better yeah we're we're americans too like we all I win think, when the country wins we all win i Do think the problem is some people and everybody equate, wins not
0: all but some people equate black to poor black people aren't all poor you know what i mean like that's some some just some old school thinking like they always like when they when people really say that shit it's what are you doing for the like have you seen the memes where it's like oh when under um a democratic president under a republican president and president they show like the same hood run down torn up or whatever abandoned buildings boarded up houses and shit like that like black black does not equate to poor so that, you're, you're right. A win for all is a win for all. Right. Like if the if the American public does well, we all win to some degree. But black does not equate to poor. Minority does not equate to poor to say that. You know, you have to see this big dramatic change in the poorest areas and all this sort of stuff to say that uh, a politician did something for
1: blacks. I was sick of hearing that bullshit from Trump white Trump supporters. Bitch, um, get off yes. the plantation like I, I, how, no. nobody else gets told to get off the plantation. like do you tell do you tell Jewish people? Get, no. out the, get out no, the concentration we're, we're told camp. to, like, to let stupid, slavery right? go That's We're told
0: to get stupid. off the plantation Oh you're still crying about that But every other Ethnicity in this country Gets to acknowledge The hurt of their Of their ancestors Of their past Of people who may still be living Because there's still some people Some Holocaust survivors still alive so, everyone else gets to acknowledge the pain of their past, but
1: us. I'm, I, and they, they keep saying you were never a slave, and nobody that you know was a slave. So, you don't get to um, take on. The pain sure. of slavery and the suppression of slavery. And it's like, you have got to be fucking kidding me because there are literally still yes. states that have segregated schools in this country, okay? And I'm not even talking about just down South, even up North. And when it's up North, they do it as more like a caste system. That's how they do their segregation. It's like, oh, of course we're not doing racial segregation it's financial segregation and it just so happens the only people that can afford to go here Mm, are all white what do you know okay so it happens it happens everywhere and anybody denies it is bullshitting but i'm gonna tell you this oh go ahead okay i was just gonna say i'm gonna tell you this i believe that kind of fuckery definitely happens Mm -hmm. from conservatives liberals leftists republicans democrats oh, yeah. that's yeah. a both sides type of issue where people feel like i'm i'm happy to see the white allies out there black lives matter and they're they're marching for us and all that stuff i'm happy to see those people and i hope when their parents are ranting and raving about how black people need to stop crying Mm. how everybody has the same opportunities in this country and all they need to do is just work hard and stop expecting handouts Mm. i hope that they're checking mom and dad okay because it's that's a a both sides this is one of the moments i wish you could see my
0: face talk your talk that's real that (laughs) is so real and like People act like slavery was was like ages ago, right? It wasn't that long ago when you really put things into perspective. The end of slavery, you have people whose great grandparents, possibly great great grandparents, were slaves who were freed. You know what I'm saying? We're we're only a few generations out from that. Yep. But and that's what kills me. Like, how is it that you recognize other struggles? Holocaust was in the 40s, 1940s? They haven't even hit their 100-year mark yet.
1: Yeah. Ruby Bridges is in her 60s. Ruby Bridges, who had to be walked into right. her newly desegregated Thank school you. as like a first grader. She is in Not her 60s, alone. okay? So, please stop acting like, the, like our racist history right. is in our long, far, far now. past. Our racist history is literally <laughs> is. in our mirror. in our mirror. It's, in our so Cara, mirror. My mother it's right yesterday. there. It's right I behind I didn't us. tell
0: her that I went out to eat with a friend on Saturday. I didn't even answer her call when she called me on Saturday because I knew that I was going to get a whole lecture. But, I I did talk to her yesterday, and the first thing she said to me was, I hope you didn't go outside, Steph. I hope you didn't go out the doors. Because she started recounting everything that she lived through during the Civil Rights Movement, everything that she lived through during segregation. My mother was born in 1950. She saw colored-only signs, white-only signs. She was born on a plantation where her grandparents and great-grandparents were slaves. You know what I'm saying? So she understands
1: that shit. See? And they, I'm putting they in air mm-hmm. quotes, they don't like to hear it. They don't like to hear it. Like we have talked about generational like PTSD or the PTSD experienced by children living in like urban mm-hmm. areas that see their friends get killed and they never get help for it but there oh, is God. like literally trauma yeah. in our DNA so whether or not you you experience this stuff firsthand like we yep. still feel the ripple effects of it today there is a reason why affirmative action is still necessary Okay, and they're trying to um, challenge that. I think somebody's suing Yale, somebody's suing Harvard. Uh, again, every few years, they try to sue these schools for still practicing affirmative action because they say it's racism. And it's like, it's racism. You are selecting students based on race. And it's like, if the higher education institutions were yeah. not racist- and they're acknowledging that a lot of a lot of it is racist. If it was not a racist yep, process part. in the first place, would we would not would have would not need it
0: if it was already fair. <clears throat> and that's the shit that kills me. We're not asking for a handout. We're asking for equality. That's the shit we've been talking about this whole time that we've been doing this broadcast. It's about equality. I don't need a handout. Stop blocking me out. Right. My
1: heart is like, it's a lot. Um, And honestly, I've never been so politically engaged as I have been the last four years. So that is one thing I will say, thank you, Trump. Thank you for forcing me. I was already political in a lot of ways. I was definitely starting to get my feet wet in terms of you know having real opinions on certain things but Trump forced me to really start doing research into a lot of things I can't you can't just read something and say I like the way that sounds I agree with that and then you go repeat it and that's your opinion and you're wrong you're wrong because the person that had that opinion first, the person that told you how to think, they are biased and you didn't do your due diligence and research yourself. So I am a better person in that way because Trump is in office, forced me to be accountable for my own ideals and opinions. And I hate to say that a lot of Trump people have not been forced to do that. And so now we have to spend the next four years, hopefully eight years, <laughs> Biden is going to be, I don't know. I, I just really hope that um, Madam VP and uh, President-elect Biden, mm-hmm. that they do a really great job in the next four years. And if Biden needs to step down for whatever reason, that is an easy win for Come on. Come on. Um, Kamala, I really hope I agree. Kamala my bad and I really think P. that the
0: best thing that has come out That's of this presidency with it's- Trump it was a necessary evil, like let's be real. like I hate to say it, but it's exposed so much mm-hmm. like we we were never this happy people holding hands running through you know rose rose filled valleys and all that other stuff. It exposed a whole bunch and it showed us that we are not as far along as we thought we were. And, like, it forced you to, you know, to educate yourself more. I think it did that for a lot of people. It's a lot more well spoken politic talk going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, where people aren't just voting because they're registered under a political party, they're voting because they're more educated on issues. And we we have to deal with the devil. One a person told me before in the past, sometimes you have to go through hell to get to heaven. We're we're going through hell. we almost at heaven. I just hope that Biden ass don't make it to heaven before us.
1: <laughs> I would love for Biden uh, to retire nicely, like he 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 came in he did his part um hopefully oh my god i really hope that yeah. who is yeah, the John democrat Oslo. that's running against is it osif in georgia like he is he's literally the one one vote away that we are from taking the senate if we get the senate congress and executive branch, we can really make change. As it stands now with Mitch McConnell at the helm of the Senate, he's already ramping up these uh, judicial appointments to stack the courts. Um, He's going to do that for as long as he can, but I am hoping that um, Ossoff loses. Wait, you want and John Ossoff to lose? I just, I He's don't know. I just want people to be as geared up as running against per-
0: Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I said John Ossoff is a Democrat.
1: He's running against Purdue. You Hold want on. You John faded Ossoff out. Purdue's? Say that again. Oh, okay. No, no. No, I'm sorry. I, I got them mixed up. Sorry. Hey. That See? We both be wrong sometimes. Like <laughs> yeah. Um I just want for yeah. the Democrats to take the Senate. Let's just say that. <laughs> so that we can enact real change without opposition. Cause we have not been able to make real impactful change for this country for 10 years and it's time for that to change yeah so au revoir Trump whether you go out on your own steam or Mm -hmm. you go out with the help of secret service you are going out Mm -hmm. um people are so Mm -hmm. upset that the evil media called the race well, where were mm-hmm. y'all the past 100 years when the, the, the media called the race? You've never had an issue with it before. But um, the electoral I votes will be exactly. verified. What is it, next month? It, they have, like, this whole big ceremony where, like, the governor or representative from each state, they, like, say... My 13 electoral votes will go um, to yeah, we, I, this I person. Too, um, yeah, I would assume yeah. it
0: sometime next month too.
1: Especially with that's Georgia when it's official recount. official.
0: And um Georgia uh calling elect election fraud too against the um against the state. So fun times. Great time to be a Georgian.
1: I was reading about that, that there, the Re- Georgian mm-hmm. Republicans are calling for the secretary of state to resign, mm-hmm. alleging voter it. or election the previous,
0: fraud. Um, Again, without God, proof. What's the name of the office? I'm, Again, I'm not well. without what, what did you just say? The, 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 yes, the previous secretary of state was running against Stacey Abrams. He was Lee? also accused of voter fraud. Yes, it was kept. Accused of voter fraud, completely denied it. Somehow stole his seat and is sitting in it. But you know, we're running out of time, so let's neither here nor there. Great time to be a
1: Georgian. I just, I can't believe Georgia right now is still light blue. I'm just like, can you please just turn solid? Please, even though you got to have a recount, I'm okay with it. Just at least turn solid blue so that I know we have reached that threshold where it's kind of impossible for Trump to win that state. And it's like, they're going to go through so much just to flip Georgia and it won't matter. Even if somehow these ballot counters and recounters made a ten thousand vote mistake, or somehow ten thousand votes are invalidated, no. thrown out, whatever. And keep in mind, it's in the, the transplants in Georgia that are turning It's not going blue. to matter. It's not the, <laughs> it's the not Georgia native.
0: Yeah, so you can't expect this state to turn like blue. When the Ku-, Ku Klux Klan headquarters is yep. housed in Georgia, Stone Mountain Park. Shout out to you. So yeah, all right, let's wrap it up. Though we, we're about to cut off.
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, well, I I thought this was a great convo. Um, please let us know what you think about the 2020 presidential election um, either way whether you're a trump supporter or a Biden supporter uh, do you believe that there was election fraud um do you believe that Trump should concede gracefully are you willing to give Biden a chance um you know are you willing to put put aside the divisiveness so that we can mm. all be, Americans again instead of Republicans and Democrats. Uh yeah, that's what I would love and that I'm kind Stephanie, of feedback from and before our we
0: sign out. But anyway, follow us on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search for a thousand miles apart. on Instagram, we're a thousand miles apart podcast. You can listen to us on Anchor, Google, Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found share us with your friends share us to your social media okay Yeah, sometimes we take some long breaks and pauses but it takes a while to edit the podcast damn it but i appreciate you hanging in there with us we both appreciate you help us grow and whatever <laughs> platform you listen to us on if there's an option for you to, for you to give us a rating please give us a five-star rating it helps us grow keeps us in the algorithm all that good stuff Thank you for listening to A Thousand Miles Apart Podcast. That's all I got. Bye.